Hey guys, Doc here to tell you about something that could really give you the edge in gaming. I'm talking about our show sponsor, Fade Grips. Thumbstick grips as well as controller grips that give comfort, precision, and control so you can take your gaming to the next level. Just go to FadeGrips.store and check out all they have to offer. And with our promo code, CAG20, at checkout, you can get 20% off your entire order. That's FadeGrips.store with offer code CAG20. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 43 of Cross Atlantic Gaming. I'm your host Risky the Kid and joining me this week is my co-host Doc H1X1. Hey, how you doing? And in our rotating third and fourth chairs this week, community members Chaotic. Hey man. And Ladonian. What's going on guys? Ladonian, you came back real quick, huh? Yeah, you know, uh, the wife is uh, going to be giving birth here, so... Uh... <laughs> Got to get my time on the podcast in now, because otherwise you guys are going to hear a crying baby in the background. We'll just call you we get that enough here. on this show. So. Chocolate version <laughs> um, Yeah, so as you can tell, Chocolate is not here. He's, I don't really know what he's doing at this point. He could have sent Eric in to f- stand in for him, I think, his butler. Yeah. But uh, stuff happens. Anyways, uh, a few things quick here before we start the show. Uh, we have our community play coming up Saturday, March 23rd. That's going to be at 5 or 6-ish uh, Eastern or 10 and 11 for the UK peeps. We're playing Halo the Master Chief Collection. Uh, if you plan on playing that, I would make sure you have the Master Chief Collection downloaded ahead of time because that is a large file. So if you're trying to do it Saturday morning, you might not give yourself enough time. Um, we'll have an official LFG up on Xbox. I think we can do them a week out from the event. So this upcoming Saturday, hopefully a Saturday or Sunday, the LFG will be up. So get your spot for that. Yeah. Just a heads up. That is a 80 gig download as it currently stands on the Xbox. Yep. That's a big one. Um, Okay, yeah, so there's that. Um, We also have a little competitive step challenge going on uh, for people that have pedometers or the Garmin smartwatches or just whatever can count your steps, I guess. I know Ladonian's doing this. Uh, Doc, are you doing it? Yeah, I got a pedometer on the way. Okay, so yeah, there's there's a couple people doing this. I know Ladonian called out Sweeney last week, and I think that may have been what sparked all of this. Yeah, so it turns out his watch wasn't even broken. He just needed an update. So, <laughs> oh god, fully so his fault. So still <laughs> that guy's win, fault, right? <laughs> that automatically gives me the win for last month. So I'm already want to know because it wasn't actually broken. But so, yeah, I think it's gonna be a fun challenge. Uh, Chocolate has definitely uh, stepped up the game. I think he's at sixteen thousand steps, but it's questionable because he's doing it on his phone. So who knows if he's just shaking his phone a lot or uh, actually walking. He told me he just left it on the train and then just came back later that day when it made its round trip and got it. <laughs> so I've just checked something with Donian. How is a man that's on crutches so far ahead of you on this leaderboard? Oh, whoa. <gasps> uh, uh, well, I work from home, and so... Uh, <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> I've been, I've been like... sitting getting wedding information through at me for the last 12 hours. You've still no use. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, you're Dang. also six hours ahead of me. I could go for a run right now after this and kill everyone. All of He's you just guys. He's gonna podcast but... live. <laughs> on the you know, <laughs> I I'll give you guys a head start. I'll make you feel good about yourselves. <laughs> so, the camaraderie is real. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to be a part of that, um, there will be a link in the show notes um, to get in on that step challenge uh yeah that's it for those notes uh this week is our patreon giveaway week and for that we're gonna throw it to chocolate bear this is our special patreon drawing that's right if you pledge to us on patreon for three dollars or more this is your chance to win a 60 dollar game and our winner for this week is drum roll please aero Ben Kenobi. Congratulations, man. Make sure you DM Risky to get your game. Thank you. All right. Arrow Ben, congrats. Congrats, dude. Yeah. I hope you get yourself something real nice. You can't buy a higher version of the division. Or Kenny, he didn't buy the ultimate, did he? No, I'm pretty sure he bought the like super expensive one. That, like, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure he bought the highest version you could get. Well, Division Three will now be half paid for a few years from now. <laughs> <laughs> so Congrats, that's buddy. exciting. Uh, if you'd like to get in on these monthly giveaways, you can head on over to Patreon.com/slash/CAGPodcast. All right, another week in gaming. What? Have we all been playing? Uh, let's start with Anthem because I know there's still a few of us, or all of us except for Doc, I guess, playing Anthem at this point. Oh. <laughs> are you going to start it, Doc, ever? Or do you think you're, at this point, you've, you've missed this ship? You're ready for Division 2. I might, I might have missed it, yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Thanks for the game, Doc. Sorry. <laughs> Best Sorry. game share partner ever. Sorry. <laughs> I'll give you a list of what I want next. I'm, I'm actually just waiting to like have the most ultimate mid-max uh, marathon ever because like Risky's posting like all these like how-to guides to like get the best <laughs> stuff the most efficient time. So by the time they patch everything and take out any like kind of BS grindy stuff, I'll have all those guides pulled up and you'll see me like a 10-hour spree just have like maxed out. <laughs> Either I mean, that or you're missing the loot cave and then you're gonna true. Have to grind real hard to get that stuff. True. That is a that is a fair point. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, chances are you're gonna start playing in like six months, and it'll just be the easiest thing in the world to the to make up. up the seventy hours that I've played. You're gonna do that in a, a weekend. <sighs> awesome. Um, all right, so Ladonian, what's going on in Anthem for you? Give give us a progress update. Yeah, so I uh, hit thirty, and then. Um... Uh, so I was originally the interceptor. I switched over to the storm just to get to 30 with, and then I just started grinding like legendaries and strongholds. And so now I have all uh, Colossus, Storm, and uh, Interceptor that are all masterwork, um, inter or javelins, and then my ranger is like still pretty low. But honestly, the ranger like I don't really find that fun. Um, even like I love the ultimate. I love the way it flies. But, like, just the battle style, I don't like the throwing grenade. Like, it just doesn't do it for me. Like, I want something that shoots or, like, lasers or flamethrowers. So, I would probably say my favorite class, though, is the Colossus. Because 
you're just one you never go down um and two you can just go into any crowd flame throw them to death and then just put on your electricity and just combo it up it's awesome i gotta say uh having played vicariously through ladonian on his streams <laughs> uh the flamethrower on the colossus does look pretty bad eh? i gotta say it's it's pretty cool i do like that earlier doc was apologizing for buying a game and then ladonian being the only like you don't need to apologize you're the one that wasted your money <laughs> no that's how this works everything's reverse psychology we trash our patrons and then we apologize for gifts so yep. okay hey that makes yep. sense yeah. just yep. keep it on keep it on point I'll yeah, brand. but uh, it's been good. Grandmaster One is starting to not be a challenge for me. Like I've, I want to do a Grandmaster Two just to see what the difficulty is like. I know you just did one, risky, right? Yeah. Um, but like, I don't like. I got to go into it expecting no better rewards. That's the thing. So I, I think I was playing with Moose this past weekend or at some point. Uh, and we were like, all right, let's try a Grandmaster 2 Tyrant Mind run. Like, that's the stronghold that everyone's doing. It's by far and away the easiest one, I think, uh, and it takes the least amount of time. But we did it in about an hour, and I got four Masterwork drops, which is actually is, is kind of high, I feel like, because he only came out with two. And if I had spent an hour and only got the two Masterworks, it would definitely feel like, I don't know, like it just wasted your time. So, yeah. especially since you can get in three Grandmaster 1 uh, Tyrant Mines, I would say, in the span of an hour, especially now, it's just, there is no challenge, like you said, to the Grandmaster 1 stuff right now. Uh, and Grandmaster 2 felt like the perfect endgame difficulty, I would say. Like, tough, nothing, but it, not, like, too tough, like, doable. Not right. Im- not impossible. And that, like, I'm... I don't even want to go into three until they make some changes and they're like, yeah, you get guaranteed legendaries at every chest or something. It's like, okay, sure. Now I can smash my head against the wall for three hours trying to get this done because I'm getting two or three legendaries out of it. But that's just not the case right now. And they're aware of it. And until they have some type of fix, I think I'm probably pretty close to being done with Anthem until until we get some more content, I guess. And I don't know if that's because Division 2 is coming out this week um because now i'll have that and that's gonna take up a lot of time and this is obviously their second game so they've really thought about what you're going to be doing after you hit level 30 in their game so it just seems like there's gonna be a lot more to do there um but i'll definitely come back to anthem when we get actual content drops like we're getting a lot of patches and stuff but they're not really adding anything to the game they're just fixing what's been broken so it is what it is um Chaotic, you are also playing Anthem. Um, yeah, I've just progress update. I've just hit the lofty heights of level nine. Woo! So, <laughs> um, yes. Nah, not not been playing it as much as I was hoping to play it. Um, not really managed to game much recently. Um, but the just unlocked my second um, javelin. So I had started off as the storm, but I felt it was a wee bit like a glass cannon. So as as much as it was fantastic darting around the sky, raining ice, fire and lightning down on people you you get it sort of anywhere near a turret or any sort of heavy enemy and you're really dodged up and dipping and diving for your life so tried out the ranger but I think I kind of have to agree with Ladonian that as much as it feels good it doesn't really strike me as the type of, the type of character you want to play in this game, like a standard grenade for example, that's 
not something that's really that interesting compared to some of the other characters. So I'm probably going to try the Interceptor because um, the other person I'm playing was playing as the Colossus. Just get ready to smash that Y button a whole <laughs> bunch as yeah. the Interceptor. So the Interceptor is, to me, like the Storm and Interceptor, until you get to late game, feel like you're very glass cannony. Like if you get hit by any sort of like sniper, you're going to be downed in one hit. Yeah, that's, that's what was sucks. annoying me. But once you get your, grand ma- or your Masterwork stuff, you'll start to be a little bit more tankier. I mean, you're still going to have to be careful and move around a lot, but... Yeah. Um, That's yeah, the thing. When I'm playing as the Interceptor, it's a lot of hitting the B button as well, which is the yeah. dodge. Yeah. Like, if Do I'm just have... flying through the sky and there's, like, snipers or cannons and stuff, I literally don't stop hitting B. Like, my guy's just <laughs> barrel rolling back and forth yeah. because I'm not going to get hit that way. I do quite so like that with the, uh... the storm where when instead of, like, the evade that the other characters have, it's almost like a teleport with the storm. Oh yeah, the storms is cool. I oh, like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, and that's what's so. That's the thing that sucks is I'm switching off between all these characters based on what group the group needs, like that I join. Um, and the Colossus is super fun, but there's no evade, so like <laughs> you can just put your shield up, and that's like all you can do, which <laughs> is really tanky. But um, yeah, risky. Do you have the perk for your interceptor where if you dash three times, it reloads your guns? Yeah. Oh, um, wow. So amazing. Nice. It's, I don't know. I don't find myself ever, hardly ever using guns at this point. I have a melee focused build that I like throw some like, toxic gas or whatever. Venom it, bomb. And then, yeah, venom bomb and then dash forward a few times. And then I like do some weird melee that makes a fire explosion. So I, it's like a primer slash detonator. Yeah, and that's then, what I'm working on. I just cannot get the Venom Bomb to drop, which, like, I'm kind of happy about because it's actually giving me something to chase, even though, like, there's no end game and stuff right now. Like, it's making me come back to play. Whereas, like, the Colossus, I have everything I want except for, like, more legendaries, obviously. Um, which, by the way, Soccer Greg is the luckiest person <laughs> in our community <laughs> ever. Me and uh, Blade were playing with them uh two days ago and uh we were just doing a regular mission i think it was one of breeze and killing stuff and then he's like oh i got a legendary oh i got another one and like <laughs> i was like it was within 10 seconds and i'm like wait what are you joking yeah like <laughs> saying the was wrong it the thing? same one or is it a common you know how you can sometimes <laughs> miscon or confuse it for a common but did your mic just repeat real quick or <laughs> yeah no he got and then he sent the video to discord and it's yep. ridiculous he just gets two legendaries which is the most i've gotten so far i've only gotten two Ugh. he so. beat your total in the span of five seconds yeah it. it's i think he's at nine legendaries total so far which is just like God. craziness good for him I'm jealous yeah, good stuff. Um, good for him. Also, screw that guy. <laughs> good, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he. Re- I, I gotta <laughs> give him credit. He's the Colossus, so he's always reviving me. So, uh, yeah. so maybe he kind of earned it. I can't hate. Can't hate. Um, chaotic. Are you seeing yourself playing this more once Division Two comes out? I didn't know if you were hyped for Division Two or what's going on there for you. I definitely think that uh, Division Two will take over, um, but. <clears throat> 
I think it will be one. I think Anthem will be one that I'll probably jump into for a set. Like Division One, the, when Division comes out, we'll probably I'll probably be playing that most nights, and then to give myself a break, I'll probably jump into Anthem because as much as it's a sort of loot and shoot, it's obviously with a different genre, it's a wee bit easier to detach yourself from it. So I'll probably jump into that when I'm sort of burned out from Division. Yeah, that makes sense. I think what the the, the it's not a problem, but with the uh, with Anthem having the one javelin um, or having the one character on Division, uh, sorry Anthem. Um, I'm playing through it with my best mate, so it's a case of when he's on, I can get on, or when I'm on, he can get on. Whereas with Division, I can run through one character with him, one person with the other uh, groups in the community. So it's a bit easier to constantly have somebody to jump on with. Yeah, that makes sense. So, as much as I could jump on Anthem anytime, it's trying to do it. Being a, being a game share, I thought it was a wee bit of a dick move if I was deciding to run through it by myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Ladone or not at all. No <laughs> well, I, Ladone doesn't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I jumped in real late, and you just, I don't know, you just grind it out. The first, thir- <laughs> You just got to realize the first 30 levels are going to, everyone can get at it at their own pace, and then after that, you can work together. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Any last comments on Anthem? Anyone? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it looks like. People are finding ways to cheese like crazy. I don't know if you guys took a look at those videos. Oh, Risky, you posted one of them, but yeah, I just um, every day I just set the twenty-four hour like filter on my YouTube, and I just write Anthem exploit, and then just see what pops up. And yeah, there's something and, new every day. My man. Yeah, la- last night I was playing with this uh, guy, and he told me about the um, masterwork like you can get any masterwork you want yep. and he did it for avenging herald and it was like pretty ridiculous so i might try and uh i mean i'm not gonna try and do it but you know i think that, uh risky posted that video in Discord, say, actually. That's the video i posted in yeah. Discord. <laughs> yeah 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 it's, that's why i brought it up um and then also the video that moose posted where like people are just finding a way to cheese oh, the same boss that over and over and over and over That'll be gone real quick. Yeah. <laughs> the one who's supposed to. I just don't know that, like, many people... Can you go back to that specific mission and do it? No, so you have to play through enough contracts that you land on that specific uh, contract. Yeah, so... And the gist of it is there's these two final bosses. You kill one, get the loot from it, and then let the second one kill you, and then it restarts the encounter. Oh. And then you kill one of them, let the other one kill you, and you just you keep rinse and repeat that all day so long. They, so that's By the that cave. logic, <laughs> yep, you could exactly. do that with any like you could do that when three titans spawn. Um like, you know Yeah, I would assume so. Like there's a few missions where there's multiple bosses you gotta keep kill, so So yeah, there's a whole bunch of exploits, <laughs> broken stuff in this game right now. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll have something nice to look at in a year here. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Sledonian, <laughs> maybe. Hedging my bet. All right. Um, all right, let's go to Doc. <laughs> let's get this crap out of the way. Yeah, let's get this out of the way. Let's uh, get these titles from 10 years ago out of the way. You're playing some Morrowind, or maybe started it and decided you're not playing it anymore. You let me know. No, I'm going to I'm gonna see it through, but uh, this won't take long. Uh, played Morrowind, I don't know how many years ago. It's been at least a decade, if not longer, and uh, had a lot of fond memories of it. And I guess when people say or talk about how it's best to leave certain old games behind and just keep the memories you have of them and just move on, there is something to be said about that because... <laughs> 
I did not remember how I did. I forgot how. I don't know if I forgot, but with how games have advanced since then, how bad the combat system was in Morrowind. It is dog crap. It's horrible. Uh, and like I said, I'm gonna see it through. I've committed to doing like my contribution to the stream team is I'm doing series playthroughs, and I mean I'm gonna see it through, but it is gonna be a slog through that game because. People think that Skyrim had bad combat, and then they think Oblivion had even worse. Well, Morrowind had even worse than Oblivion combat in it, if <laughs> oh you can believe it. God. So, it's it's just bad, and and it's real old school before like Western RPGs really uh, caught on to where you don't have markers. It's just this town is somewhere to the north beside this mountain range below this tree line, and go here to do this. Like it's all in your notes, and it's really old school like that. And when you're used to playing stuff like Fallout 4, Skyrim, modern RPGs. It's kind of hard to go back to that. So, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it through. I'm not having the best time ever, if I'm being honest. But <laughs> it'll uh, it'll get done. I'm just, I just can't wait till I get to Oblivion and I get to a somewhat modern uh, RPG. So, uh, so that, that game is why I never played uh, Oblivion or Skyrim is because I tried a Morrowind Morrowind playthrough and I just couldn't stand how your hand, your arms are just like out in front of you the whole oh, time. Sh- you just <laughs> yeah. look like an idiot. Like anytime you're doing anything, well, and then um, yeah, it just. But I will say the customer care the customer ah customization of character customization was real good for the time. Yeah, like yeah. you can do whatever you want with that character. Yeah. Uh, that's actually that game though. Is I gotta give credit to that game. That's how I got my gamer tag. My buddy was like creating a character for me, and he is like, "Your name's gonna be like Dodian," and then he like created this crazy backstory for the character because you can apparently do that in that game. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, it, it's uh, it, you th- well, you think that's bad, like the arms in front of you going to third person, which it's never looked good on a, nope. Uh, nope. a Bethesda game, but it looks real bad back then in that one so it is like you're a walking tank robot that can barely like is mimicking like a human being what it thinks a human being would walk like like it's terrible my favorite uh, part about all this is that you're like yeah this is bad yes i'm not having fun but yes (laughs) i will continue to play this game in its entirety oh i see the problems i'm running into now because i have that i have that mindset is i am beelining this story like it is i'm on a (laughs) nuclear button timer like it is, but because I'm beelining it so much, I'm hitting enemies that I am not prepared for, and I'm dying a lot. Totally, yeah. totally underleveled, probably. Yeah, and back in Morrowind, it was that they inherently made that game more difficult. Well, I don't know. You could say that maybe about all a lot of older games in general, but that game is an, it is inherently harder than Oblivion and Skyrim was, even on whatever difficulty level you put it on. But um, yeah, so I, it's it's rough. Uh, so with that all said, now that that garbage is out of the way, I started up a great game called Dead Space, uh, which came out a while back but is aged much better than Morrowind. So at least there's that. I was going to actually wait to start Dead Space until I had beaten Morrowind and kind of skip back and forth between my series playthroughs, but I couldn't make it. So I'm having to like do like a palette swap every once in a while. Just, just to give get... up, Doc. Just, <laughs> just play some Anthem, Doc. Yeah, or... or... <laughs> Red Dead Redemption, we all know you well, didn't beat that. To be fair, the only time I'm playing this is just when I stream. So these are only for when I stream, and that's it. So well, you only it, wrote these two games. So what is the other game you're playing? Yeah, well, it's the it, Tides of Iron Fort 
fourteen. Actually, I haven't. I haven't played that a little bit, but anyways, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm not even gonna say what I how I actually play that game, but it's like nerdier than you could even believe. But I, I'll talk about that some other time. But uh, I can believe a lot, Doc. I was say at this point, I I listen to hardcore history, Dan Carlin hardcore history while I play that game. Like pretty much every time, it's just like a ritual now. So, uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, booted up Dead Space. Uh, that game aged so much better, though. I mean, granted, it's a 360-era game. It has to come out much later than Morrowind. It's not an RPG. I get it. But uh, that game still plays really well. It still looks pretty good, considering. Uh, I still think it is the best horror game of maybe... It, it's my favorite video game horror genre game. I mean, in terms of like what it does and stuff like that. I mean, you could a lot of people say like 2 and 3 got a little bit more action-y. But I still think it's really good. I like the lore of that universe and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, been playing that and a couple of other things. But that's about it. I, I just can't, had to get the the gross Morrowind taste off my uh, off my tongue though, and let you guys know that maybe don't go back to that game if you're thinking about it. Speaking of that, when it was <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic came out on Back and Pat. I, I didn't have a hard copy of it, so I bought it digitally for, like, 10 bucks or whatever. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm so excited to play this again. And then I got, like, an hour into it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. Not yeah. the story, just every single bit of the gameplay. Old school I, mechanics. I could not yeah. do it. It was oh, it's bad. You know what's bad is I wish I had started that rather than Marwin because that is way more playable than even Marwin, even though it's not great. Like, I agree. It's not great with its mechanics, but... Yeah, I, to be I actually. Very risky. The the first planet is the worst on Knights of Old Republic, like t- Terrace, I think it's called. Yeah, and you have to it's go like the underground awful. or whatever. Like, yeah, I hated that even, and that's like the first like two or three hours of the game. So. So yeah, I definitely never left that. <laughs> <laughs> never left so, that place. <laughs> once you get a lightsaber, it's not bad. I would say I'll Spoilers. Uh, give it another shot, but. Spoilers, but I'm sure uh, Terrace. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure Terrace lives happily ever after. I think that uh, plant's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. I got enough other stuff to play. Speaking of other stuff to play, um, a new game I checked out this week is called Everspace. You guys heard of this? Yeah, I, I played it. Did you? Awesome, cool. Um, so I saw Everspace. It was on the Switch and it was on sale. So I was like, okay, I'll pick this up. And then I watched. Uh, trailer for it or like some gameplay on my big tv and then once i saw like how good this game can look and like yeah. how expansive and just huge and just beautiful it actually looks in space i was like nope i have to wait until it's on xbox i didn't want to pay 40 dollars for it uh i think i got it for like six bucks this past week on games with gold um uh, that is not good for people listening to this now because it's definitely not on sale but <laughs> hey ladonian or chaotic if you, if you want to get in on this, it's like six bucks right now. Um, so what this is, the it's a space, oh, like a spaceship roguelike, right? Yeah, that's pretty much fair? that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, I mean, so the initially when I had my spaceship and I was in space for the first time, it reminds me of Elite Dangerous, like how how it all looks. I guess I'm playing from the third person perspective. Um, but so you go out on these runs with your ship, you're you're running into enemies, you're collecting gold, that's the currency that you can carry over. Well not carry over, actually, you have to spend it all. But the gold currency is what you're using to buy perks, and those perks are the things that actually carry over into your next gameplay. Um 
or into your like next run or whatever you can also buy like new ships you start off with a very middle of the line ship that doesn't really do anything great but then if you save up 10,000 credits say on one of your runs you can actually buy a super quick ship that might be like a glass cannon or you can get a big tanky ship or you can get like a cargo ship that can hold a lot more things um and what you're doing is going through these procedurally generated um maps i guess every every run and you're just collecting things to upgrade your ship to make it so you can get further and further there is a storyline um it seems like you're a pilot who woke up and you keep like reliving the same day over and over kind of doc does that sound yeah i mean it, it, i think that's the premise of it yeah like so I, i'm assuming there is an end that you're actually trying to get towards i i've only put a few hours into it so far uh, but the actual combat is good. Like I said before, it it's in 4K, and it gives you that option right off the bat. It's like, would you like to play 4K, or I think they just call it high def, but they tell you that the, it's going to perform better. So it's yeah. cool that you have those two options. I'm just playing it in 4K because it, it, it looks really, really good. Um, but yeah, if you're into roguelikes and... Is it multiplayer or no? Is that a dumb question? I mean, it's uh, not a dumb question, but no, it's not. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I'm not sure how you would do multiplayer in a roguelike, really. I don't think I've ever like seen leader, that before. It almost just be leaderboards, I guess, at that point, right? Yeah, like, like who can go the farthest in it, yeah. I guess. Um, if you're looking, if you're looking for this game multiplayer, I think Elite Dangerous is yeah pretty 100%. perfect for for that. Um, but yeah, Everspace is a ton of fun, and I know it's it's been out a while now, maybe a couple years, was, if not more. In the, yeah, it was in the preview program on Xbox way back in the day. Um, okay. Like I was surprised when you said it was on Switch because I just the the one thing I remember most about it it had been a while since I played it was just how good it looked like it was yeah one of the best looking games I've seen on the Xbox and uh and I kind of wondered as soon as you said Switch I didn't know it was on the Switch how well that translated to the uh, to the Switch but I would assume not well <laughs> and that's what but now I'm at a point where it's like I was having so much fun here that if I do see it drop down to like below ten dollars again at some point on the Switch I I might grab it. Because have it on it, the go yeah it, it is pretty fun and yeah. like the core thing you're doing flying around and like harvesting and getting in space battles like that all feels really good which actually what are the chances i can use my thrust master in this because oh boy uh, <laughs> game changer i doubt it but i mean maybe it's worth a try i mean it, like i don't know yeah <laughs> if not i should reach out to the developers okay like, hey, i got this flight stick why can't i use it in your game Thanks. Yeah, definitely word it that way. Don't say, hey, I want to use my Thrustmaster. You're just going to get blocked. So, uh, Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, that's really all I have for Everspace. Uh, a lot of fun, though. Um, Chaotic, you are playing a game that just recently went into Game Pass, um, a game that I got to play for a long weekend at one point and had a ton of fun, and that game is Just Cause 4. How is Rico Rodriguez's adventure treating you? It's honestly just to sit down and put on for an hour and just see how much chaos you can possibly carry by attaching <laughs> cars and tanks to hot air balloons and just see what happens. You're not going to get a better game. It's absolutely fantastic. Storyline's not exactly the most inspiring, but for the fact nope. that you can do <laughs> yeah. pretty much whatever not you gonna want. Not going to win the awards. <laughs> um... It's, it's just chaos it's absolutely fantastic there's just so many different things you can do like I'm, I'm in the, I was playing it just before I came on the podcast just now 
um, and it was breaking into a, some sort of hydro dam that you had to release all the water, things like that. And there was like sort of four petrol canister big fuel tanks in a row pulled a helicopter into all of them and you just see bodies from the helicopter workers <laughs> just it's not even bad guys it's just little guys with like red high-vis jackets on flying 300 feet in the air it's just beautiful chaos the whole time i got a question have you uh tethered a tornado yet no i've only like i say i've only picked it up i've not even really focused on the campaign i've literally got a car got a gun got my attachments for whatever my uh, grappling hook can do and just destroyed the whole island as best as I can. Um, it does look pretty good, though. Um, the whole weather element, I know there's a couple of... Um, I've just got to a point in the story where it tells you like there's three different stations that you can go and unlock, and one's protected by a sandstorm, one's on a desert, or one's on an abandoned island, so I'm going to imagine that's going to have some sort of water aspect. But some of them, like the first wee bit where you're in a cutscene you don't play, and you see the hurricanes start up, that's an amazing thing to think of when you start being able to encounter them in the game. Yeah, I I, I really need to pick this up and play it because I, I unfortunately kind of skipped over 3 and I kind of regret that. 3 was but, so fun. Yeah, like see, I loved 2. I played 2 on the 360 and I loved it. So many hours in that game. And I don't know why if 3 just came out at a weird time or something else was popular, but... You were probably busy playing Morrowind or Tides of Iron or <laughs> some something. Other, some yeah, other garbage Super game. Mario World. Risky, come on now. Uh, no, I was playing Super Mario Party, the only game you actually ever need. <laughs> I just so. played that a couple weekends ago, and oh, yeah. the random stars at the end screwed me. So. Oh, really? A Super Mario Party game screwed you over with weird game rules? That's that's Forget never happened that to game. me. Um, so I've never played any of these games. Is it? Someone once compared it as like Grand Theft Auto, right? You can just do whatever the heck you want, like go explore anywhere, and then like just but, like, amped up to, like, Th 100. <laughs> yeah, think of Grand Theft Auto if you had a flight suit and unlimited parachutes and was incentivized to blow up as much as you could, basically. <laughs> Feels accurate. <laughs> the, yeah, it's I, really fun. The, um, all of the equipment you can get in that game, it's so fun. Did you... I, you pretty much, I feel like you have everything unlocked at the start. Did you get the thing, like the the boosters that you could put on people? That is, they are the best things ever. <laughs> like, you, you pretty much get a tank and you line up with pretty much anything that's in front of it. Put 16 boosters on the back of it. Hit go and just watch pandemonium unfold in front of your eyes. I, I remember pretty good just videos of that. sticking those little jet boosters just on random people and yeah. then just like detonating them and then watching them spin off into oblivion. Because that's the thing, you can set, like when you go into the menu, you can set which direction you want the boosters to go, whether you want them to go up or back or right. side to side. So if you put one on the head and it's like to the left and you put one on his foot to the right, set it off. Spin around and never <laughs> It's just chaos. <laughs> Rico Rodriguez, a man of the people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just remember the first time I hopped into that, I found a truck, hooked up four balloons, one to each corner, and then put some boosters on the back, and it's like, you can make a blimp. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> it's it's just a giant sandbox for you to utilize yeah. all of this equipment, and it's so fun. I, know, I also never got to the uh, tornadoes and stuff, which I know were a big part of what they were selling for this game. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd like to 
do that again. That game is a ton of fun. That's a good game, like you were talking about, when you're kind of getting like tired of the loot and shoot. Yeah. I think that's a good game to take a step back and just go destroy things. It's I mean, so about, good at that. <laughs> about two or three weeks ago, I had downloaded uh, Just Cause 3 because it was in Game Pass. So I thought, fantastic. Something to tie me over. And then seeing that 4 was going into the Game Pass so quickly after it was released, I thought, fantastic. We upgrade. Yeah, yeah well, sure. I, I mean, this, I mean, when Just Cause 4 came out, it wasn't. Uh... That long ago, was it? Tailing the last year, was it not? Was it not like the... Uh, yeah, I think it was a few months thing? ago. I, yeah. It was December... It was like right before Christmas or something. Yeah, so it's fairly new, actually. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw it. I was pumped, yeah. too, because I didn't spend $60 on it. <laughs> <laughs> but that that game's definitely a ton of fun, and I encourage everybody to at least... Like, like Chaotic said, he's only played a few hours or whatever, but there's so much fun to be had just in those opening hours of the game because... Nothing seems to really be locked behind any type of progression wall. Yeah, I mean, like there's, there's some go. of the weapons that you can't quite get. Like some of them are elemental type weapons. Like there's one that's called a wind gun and a lightning gun and things like that. So I presume you'll get that as you get more into the story of how they control the weather. But all the like all the attachments for your um, grapple gun you unlock as you level up. But apart from that, they're all available from the get go. So you just have to pick whichever one you want to use. Yeah. Um, and it's quite good how you can change, you can change the intensity of them. I didn't. Know, did you use much of the balloons when you played at Risky? Uh, yeah. So you can change like how high they actually bring people up into the air. Yeah. You, <laughs> you can change what's inside them as well. So you can make them helium. So if you attach that to a car, it obviously flies way up in there. But you can also make them. Um, I can't remember this. It's hydrogen something. It's a hydrogen gas mix. So it's, it lifts it up a small bit, but when you blow it up, it creates a chain reaction. Oh, I did. see. I I don't think I looked at that. I yeah. only used the helium ones. That's awesome. So it's fantastic for that because you just fire balloons randomly throughout a base, and then if you shoot one of the balloons, you just see bombs going off throughout <laughs> the whole base. Nice. That's great. There there is a ton of like leveling and customization just for each gadget too. It's yeah. Like each one has so many options and like upgrades and stuff. Definitely, definitely a meaty little. RPG there with some RPG mechanics as far as the leveling and customization goes. Yeah, a uh, lot of fun. Um, all right, I am playing for my Switch game at the moment. I bought Final Fantasy Nine, which weeb. Speaking of, speaking of <laughs> old games that no one should be playing, well, not no one should be playing. This game actually seems like it's it's fun so far <laughs> it has the um this is gonna sound terrible because i can't even tell you what kind of combat it is it's like the it's like real time because you have like the meter that fills up like so you <laughs> hmm. so the enemy's never waiting to attack you if that makes sense like it fills up that atb bar or whatever yeah. i'm a final fantasy noob if you couldn't tell um played a few of them but nine was one of the ones i hadn't played before and it was they announced it i think at one of the recent directs or something a few months ago so i picked it up and i'm i'm playing through that at the moment it's not the best looking game but the story so far is good i'm i think my clock said two and a half hours in so i'm gonna keep playing me some final fantasy I'm really just looking forward to playing 10 and 12. Those both come out yeah. in April, and they're ones that I never played. So, did uh, do the does the game? I mean, I know you're talking about the gameplay. Does it hold up fairly well as far as like 
Uh, well, so that's the thing. It's like the issues that it would have as far as not holding up well, they do take they, – they have some ways to kind of mitigate how – dated it feels i want to say mm. so if you just hit start you can go and hit uh r i think it's r um, and that's going to make it so it turns everything up to two times speed okay so, gotcha. and, and that's literally everything so I, yeah. I would just be constantly hitting start and then tabbing the right stick or the whatever uh to speed it up but then when i would get into like a dialogue sequence where it wasn't having me press a to actually skip the dialogue um those questions are like that would go by so fast that I would have to slow it down when I got into that stuff. But as far as like traversal goes and the actual like battles, if you know what you're doing, you can run the battles at that speed. I feel like, uh, but because the enemy's meter is constantly filling up, you do need to kind of be aware of that. Um, so as far as the pace goes, you can definitely speed it up. And then also as if, as far as random encounters go, you can also turn those off. So if you think you are leveled enough and you don't need to be running into something every 15 seconds as you're walking along, you can shut that off. Um, I think that is huge for a game like this, especially for someone like me who might get annoyed if I have to keep battling mm. a, a sewer rat every 10 feet or something. Like, Yeah, yeah. I, I think they gave that option for 7 as well in the in the remaster, so... Yeah, I, th- I think it's one of those things where, like, they're acknowledging, like, yeah, this is a quality of life improvement that it will probably make this much more bearable. Yeah. Yep. So uh, they're doing things like that, I think, to, I don't know, ma- freshen it up a little bit and not make it seem like the same old thing and making people like me be able to enjoy the games a little bit better, I think. I'm in there for the story at this point, um, and it's it's good so far. So uh, I know seven is coming to the switch the end of this month as well. They're kind of just porting everything over there. Yeah. And with it being on switch, I feel like it actually has a chance to get played. So, so yeah, I'm doing that. And so far so good. Um, all right. Last game we're going to talk about is borderlands two man. Chaotic. You could just cannot shake this loot and shoot bug. Huh? In fairness, the the reason I've played Borderlands 2 is because it's one of the few loot and shoots I'm actually good at sort of, as Doc would say, min-maxing it. So um, it's just a game I can't put down. It doesn't matter how many times I've completed it, whether it be on the PC, the Xbox, the PlayStation. I just think it's one of the best games ever made. Um, Storyline, it's not exactly in-depth and makes your brain work 100 miles an hour trying to work out what's gone, but the characters that are in it, um, just listening to Handsome Jack every time he comes over the comms or things like that, some of the characters that are in the, the world around you, like Tiny Tina or things like that, it's absolutely fantastic to play. I would say um, a lot of that's hilarious. Like yeah. Even if the story isn't deep, it's like a lot of those character moments you have, like you were saying, some of them are hilarious. I mean, I, I streamed it the other day. I think... Um, Ladonian was actually in the stream while I had it on and it's it's just even things like at the start of it where he t- starts talking about butt stallion I was, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was trying to stream it and try and keep it as like talkative as I could to explain because Ladonian was asking a lot of things about like my level and how I had so many like overpowered weapons and things like that and I was desperately trying to keep it as inf- informational as possible but every time he mentioned butt stallion there was this voice in the same <laughs> saying you have to laugh you have to laugh you have to laugh <laughs> Yeah, I, I've tried to play this game uh, by myself, and, like, it, I guess I really didn't, like, I don't know, it just felt kind of boring, like, 
when I was by myself, I, I felt like if I had people to play with, it would have been a lot more fun because then it's not just you in this like kind of barren land besides like in the major towns. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked watching him play because he had all these awesome guns and he was just blowing people away in like, <laughs> no time at all. I mean, the other thing I think um, it doesn't get quite as much praise for as it should. Um, some of the DLC that comes in that game as well, if you've got a handsome collection, you get all of it. Um, but there's one where you're at like a, a big game reserve that you can get. So there's one of the characters that are in the game, Hammerlock. He has his own DLC. Um, Torg, who is one of the guys who make the guns that you use in the game, he's got his own DLC. Um and some of them are just absolutely ridiculous. Um, some of the references to like modern day things as well. So there's a there's a, a part of the game in the DLC you play for Tiny Tina, and she has a it's almost like a Dungeons and Dragons type thing. She's got her own little board that she makes up the characters playing. And midway through that uh, quest, there's a a big chair made out of swords with a guy on it sitting on it called Jeffrey. Oh, so, no. There you go. So it's, it's not exactly how it should be, but it's just little things like that that you get a chuckle out of. And there's a few Lord of the Rings references. Um, it's just it's such an easy game to sit down and play, but it's such a rewarding game to sit and play as well. Like when you get your legendary drops or when you get... There's a, a stage later on in the game where once you've completed it, you can start getting something called Seraph Crystals, which is even more rare. So you start getting the the pink guns that come with it. It's just the... I don't know if it's the original loot and shoot, but in my opinion, it's the best because it gives you such a sense of achievement when you do it. I, I, I actually, watching you play, I forgot how much I love the way the game looks and the aesthetics of it. Like, I know it was kind of champion, like, the, I don't want to say cel-shaded, but, like, it's got partially that look to it, but I just forgot how much I love the way that game looks when, when you when you were playing it. I mean, I think, I, I can't remember, there was something, I'm sure there was something else, I'm sure Doc said about wanting to jump in a, a group of four, and all the donating wanted to say it. The good thing, I don't know how it works with, um, like, the modern looting shoots, but with Borderlands, the more people you have in the party, the higher percentage chance you get of your loot drops the more difficult the game gets so I'd say to obviously uh, Doc and Ladonian that it's something that if it's possible getting a group of four to play it's a great experience That's, yeah, I, yeah, I'll definitely be playing it sometime I don't think they do nope <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I for, only for play sorcer- groups of four for Soccer Greg I think it works that way but otherwise yeah, yeah maybe, he, maybe he gets all of the luck for the group I was just thinking this terrible, these terrible chills came over me, and my thought was, what if Borderlands 3 is a games as service game? Oh my I god. I can't see it. I can't I, see it either, Chaotic, but uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> it made me you, nervous. You say Why that, but they have been working on it a long time. Yeah, like six years, like Anthem, or way longer? <laughs> what, you guys don't think it would work? I. I think it could, for sure. I mean, I, I think, I mean, with with what we know Borderlands as, it you know obviously it would have to have some major overhaul. But like that that game, in my opinion, kind of inspired. I, I would say partially inspired stuff like Destiny and stuff back in the day. Yeah. 
And it might work fine. I'm just saying I'd rather have a completed package in Borderlands 3 and never have to worry about the things that we worry about nowadays. Like, Borderlands 2 launches, it has its endgame figured out <laughs> way ahead of time. But it has enough thing. loot to Is make Is there you... an endgame in that game? I don't even know. Um, well, it, it has an kinda, ending. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. With the... Uh, sort of with Borderlands, when you completed the game, it was... You could only get up to level 32. And it was only once they started introducing DLCs that they put up the level cap. So it pretty much was a game to service yeah. game so already. Once it's, once you, <laughs> if, if you only bought Borderlands 2, your maximum level cap was 32, I'm sure. And then one, when the first set of DLCs came out, it was up to level 50. And then when the second set of DLCs came out, it was level 72. And then there was a third DLC that was it wasn't really another set of games. It was just one level. Um, that you could run through numerous times and every time you ran through it it put you up a higher difficulty so you start at OP1 and you go all the way up to OP8 my whole life is a lie <laughs> so it kind of well, just when I was sitting thinking about it it kind of is a game of service so they had the base game brought out an expansion that allowed you to get a higher level brought out another extension to get you a higher level so I mean, it will yeah. come out as that <laughs> At that point, all you're really missing is a social hub and dailies and weeklies, honestly. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, I guess if it could work with any game, <laughs> seems like Borderlands 3 could be that game. I feel like Borderlands is also the one game, too, that could make fun of themselves in a fun and interesting way. Like, I exactly. feel like they could actually have something called a loot cave in Borderlands, and it would be, like, acceptable a part of that lore, you know, in the yeah. universe. Like, well, there is actually I, loot caves in Borderlands 2 in yeah. the DLCs. <laughs> It's just like it's one big pyramid. So, say it's like a 12-story pyramid. Every level of the pyramid has just chests. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so it's they still were... an RNG with the chests, but it's still a loot cave that you can go backwards and forwards to. Borderlands, Borderlands was so ahead of their time. Just, you know, they were, they were, pi- <laughs> really? they were pioneers. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Um... So the last thing I will note before we get into the news is that our current Game Pass Roulette game is Sonic and Knuckles. Um, If you'd like to get in on the conversation with that, uh, join us on Discord. We have a Game Pass Roulette channel, and if you have any questions, comments, or anything like that about it, you have about a week at this point, um, because we'll be going over this on next episode giving our thoughts um and letting you know if sonic and knuckles is a hit or a miss didn't don't you mean uh chocolate and knuckles (laughs) (laughs) yes sorry i misspoke yeah that's yeah i mean the whole channel is just chocolate it's good. <laughs> yeah, chocolates. Uh, chocolates had some uh, brand re- reworking. Let's just say that. Channel, talk, so. talk, please. We're just gonna call them vanilla now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the most PG thing we could come up with. <laughs> uh, all right, with that, let's get into some news. All right, Doc, what is in the news this week? All right, here we go. Uh, apologies if my voice goes in and out. If you can't already tell, I'm kind of recouping from a cold. So here we go. Uh, first up, 
so as if you guys didn't have enough ways to drain your money in video games with different types of microtransactions, voice skins could let gamers customize their voices online in any way they want. So this is a story out of uh, Polygon. You go online, you have the freedom to design your avatar, choose your username, pick the communities you jump into, etc. You design your online persona completely, separately from who you are in the real world. Says Modulate founder Mike Papas. Pa- Papas? I don't know. Papas! Pa- okay, well, <laughs> he's Italian, apparently. <laughs> and uh, mod- uh, Modulate gives you the complete freedom to design your online persona from scratch instead of bringing the real world to you. How do they accomplish this? Their voice skins, as they call them, transforms users' voices by filtering their artificial intelligence software by using their artificial intelligence software to filter the voice, which can be set to generate outputs resembling a certain gen- uh, gender, speaking style, or celebrity. They they note basically they have like a Barack Obama skin, it's called. Uh, the founder also says that they are working on bringing this feature to many different online video games as early as summer of 2019. So... Ladonian. I feel, like, I feel like this person really liked Ready Player One. And the idea... It, it, it sounds that, like it, right? Yeah, um, and the idea that you can be anyone you want when you play video games. You could be a man or a woman or an ogre. like. <laughs> and, yeah, but, this... Like, it just seems but, pointless to me. Like this, you, you say that, but, like, what if you could, like, jump in uh, Elite Dangerous and you could pick William Shatner voice modulator? I like know, or, Trekkie. Get out of here. Someone needs to give Mike... Papas or Papas or anything, Moosey's contact details. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, you could get a discount on uh, Vin Diesel's uh, voice line through him. <laughs> he is sorted for a second income. <laughs> uh, I just don't like that they're calling it skins. That sounds weird. I know. It, voice it's, skins. It, it, there skins has to be always, a better word. Skins always almost adds a dirty microtransaction connotation to it, I feel like. so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So that, that sounds like that is definitely a thing coming. Uh, I'll be interested to see what game it shows up in first. Uh, but I mean, yeah. the thing is, I can see some hilarity for it. Can you imagine playing something? Maybe a bit appropriate because of the DLC. Can you imagine playing something like Wildlands as Arnold Schwarzenegger? I mean, that's the idea here, and I think it could be <laughs> hilarious. Like, I'm I'm kind of interested to see how far they go with it for sure. Or, or I guess I should say how good it actually works. Yeah. Like, you know, it's one thing to say like, oh, you can be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but if it just sounds kind of garbagey or like fake, like. I probably wouldn't want to pay money for it at that point, right? So, it's one good use for this, I guess, could be for. I know some female gamers have issue with like, like they'll be afraid to talk in parties or like in random chats or whatever, like in game chat because they're female or whatever. So I don't know. It could be something for them, I guess. Yeah. Um, make them feel more comfortable. Yeah, so I mean, there, I feel like there's a lot of possibilities, so we'll just kind of have to wait and see. But uh, you know, that's always finding something new in video games that we can throw our money at. So that's just another another one to add on. Perfect. Uh, any of you guys uh, catch the new uh, Nintendo Labo or Labo that they come out with? <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> you did? What did you think of those? Uh, well, before we before we describe the images, uh, what did you think of uh, the idea of a VR kit for Nintendo Labo? I I personally thought that this was a natural destination for that to be uh, with like Google Cardboard and stuff. But what did you guys think of uh, when you first heard that uh, Nintendo was getting into VR with the uh, Labo specifically? 
I think it's scary that I would make a cardboard helmet and then put my $300 switch in it and then hope that it didn't <laughs> fall off my face and explode on the floor. The yes. switch is not exactly a light it's, yeah, tablet either. I'm so neck problems. Like well, my they've got to keep trying to hit the ground. And all the images is on like nine-year-old children. <laughs> so, I yeah, I don't know. Maybe they don't have the, the the traps for that. No, the we just got to go to the. We got to start going to the gym and just up in our trapezius. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I I just don't like think that like I never had. I never got the Samsung or the Google goggles or whatever those things were, and I yeah. I just don't get the appeal of it. Like. Yeah, sure. You can. The whole thing about the Switch is it's portable anyway, right? You don't need these goggles yeah. or glasses to be able to play it. So I don't know. I just don't know that this is really going to. I don't know. The, thing the whole close... Labo thing is cool, but no, I don't think it's taken off like they wanted it to. And I think the thing that it most closely resembles is that Google Cardboard, which was literally like, yeah, here's 100%. a cardboard cut it, cutout bend it around insert these little glass pieces of glass and uh yeah you're good the uh, only but, difference but, is once you uh, imprint nintendo on the cardboard it goes up 30 dollars. so <laughs> right that, like that like people were literally giving like i think at one point amazon was giving them out for free you yeah. just had to pay for shipping or something <laughs> literally like that. yeah literally uh, so a 40 dollar price tag on some cardboard to yeah. turn my switch into a v there's better avenues out there i think <laughs> I'd say there's probably I, now. I, I mean, obviously, I have not tried this out. It could work fairly well, but the switch with the resolution of its screen doesn't seem like this would be the most like nausea-inducing, friendly version of VR. I guess you could say. I don't know if you've ever puked on cardboard, Doc, but <laughs> cardboard doesn't hold up well once you get all throw up all once over it. Gets it gets damp. <laughs> I must admit, um, having watched. Like haven't watched a few adverts the last few days. Um, I'm sorely tempted to get the PlayStation One solely because it has Borderlands VR. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. yeah. There's uh, like I said, there's way better options than putting yeah. your Switch into a piece of cardboard if you want some yeah. decent VR experiences. I, yeah, I think to be fair, I think PlayStation has pioneered pretty well the the couch sit down version of VR. I think they've done fairly well for that actually. And that's the thing. Uh, like I'll be completely sold on. PS VR two. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like exactly. For my yes. next gen PlayStation, but <laughs> yeah. right Turns now, out it's not made out of cardboard. That's already a plus. <laughs> right, and my rocket ship PS four <laughs> currently is not gonna play any type of VR without exploding and burning down my house. So I'll uh, pass on that for you, now. Oh, did you get the uh, jet engine skin for your PS PlayStation? Uh, apparently, I did. Okay. I didn't nice. mean to, but yes, that's where we're at. <laughs> I think, think I got that one as well. Risk it. It's quite, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Must have been uh, free. <laughs> it must have been free, yeah. Um, so the thing about this is, so there's a starter kit that comes with the goggles and what looks like a, they're calling it a blaster. It looks just like basically a little hand cannon, almost cardboard hand cannon. Um, and that's $40. Uh, they have two, uh, or two separate, I don't know if they're separate. Ad- I, I had a hard time on their website distinguishing the add-on kits and what you actually got if it was one big add-on kit or like they were separated into two different ones. But either way, uh, the add-on kits will cost $80. I'm, again, not sure if that's all four, including a camera, elephant, bird, and wind pedal. And, yes, I will repeat <laughs> what they are again. A camera, an elephant, a bird, and a wind pedal. I mean, if I can buy an elephant for $80, I'm assuming I could probably resell said elephant for much more. Well, 
have you guys took a look at their promotional website yet? Uh, because if you aren't sold yet, boy, will you be after you check out those pictures of kids interacting with the Labo Four VR. Um, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna describe the. Okay, so we've, we're trying to take a very a, a much more you know multi-age group focus here for the podcast. I'm gonna try to do this as nice and as black and white directional as I can at just describing what is in front of me on the screen. So on this picture, there is a young child holding up a goose. The goose's head is pointing away from her, away from the VR setup, and it looks like she's staring into the backside of the goose. <laughs> that's all I, that's the only way I can describe this picture. And her, and she is smiling and laughing, and that is, there you go. I have to imagine Nintendo PR, I, I don't know, I don't, I, again, we live in an age where I don't know how this stuff, I, anyways, you guys take it. I, I, I'm just going to dig myself a hole here. You guys go ahead. No, you're good. I think, uh, <laughs> I think you painted a vivid picture there. So. You got this. Yeah, so I mean, that 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 webpage alone, that it's their only webpage I think they currently have up now promoting it. Um, that webpage alone is worth checking out. Uh, I'll probably throw it up in Discord later, but uh, it is uh, it is something when you uh, uh, see some of those pictures. Did you end up buying that arcade cabinet Labo set, or that wasn't even a Labo set, was it? That was made by uh, someone else. That was a off. That was a third party. I bought it. Yeah, I can't wait to get that too. By the way, that thing looks rad. So I posted this in the Deals channel in our Discord, but it it's essentially a mini arcade cabinet for your Switch. So you'd slide your Switch into it, and that would be the screen, and then. To put on your actual Joy Cons, they have little like joysticks that you yeah. just snap onto your analog sticks. And when the whole thing's sitting there, it just looks like a miniaturized old school arcade cabinet. Yeah. And, like playing some of those, like the uh, the Nintendo games that are coming with your online subscription, like the NES games, those all seem like they'd be so much fun to just like set that on your kitchen table and play from there with your little joysticks and stuff. Oh, that, it was a cool looking set for like 15 bucks or whatever it was. Dude, yeah, yeah that looks awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad you kind of surfaced that because like I've actually went through and looked at different like fighting games I could buy on the Switch now because that thing looks so rad. I can't wait to set that up. I mean, it generally looks like just a very, I don't know, I almost think it looks cooler than like a full size normal arcade cabinet. I think it looks almost more unique. Like, my favorite part about all of this is that this is the most excited I've got about a piece of cardboard to put my Switch in, and it's not made by Nintendo. <laughs> it's not Nintendo branded, yeah. I, I just hope uh, it's actually like built well, and you yeah. won't destroy it when you get upset I, at, at like a <laughs> fighting I mean, game. It's cardboard, so you could punch a hole through it if you wanted to, yeah. I mean... I, I mean, I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure, but I imagine it's not made of out of like mithril cardboard, so you know I'm sure it's going to be. I wonder flimsy. if there's stuff on Excellent like. Excellent Lord of the Rings reference. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Knew <laughs> we'd like that one. Um, I wonder if there's like Etsy shops where people make like like a plastic molded one or something, like just something more solid than cardboard. I'm assuming there's all sorts of crazy I, stuff. I haven't yeah, checked, but I would have guarantee. A lot of stuff on it. Yeah. I haven't seen anything like that. Though. I would have to imagine there's a market for that, yeah. I Because like, for like 50 bucks or whatever, or I don't know how much, it can't cost that much to just print plastic. But <laughs> Nintendo like, would beg to differ. <laughs> true. A more solid one I think would be pretty awesome. I mean, the one you're buying looks awesome. Either yeah, way. yeah. No, I mean, I'm I'm super happy with that purchase. I haven't even got it yet, so I'm I'm pumped. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, I I feel bad. I the, of all the things I put here, I didn't actually put the date it was set to release. Uh, apologies. Uh, 
I will look that up here and uh, re- uh, report on that later uh, before the podcast is over. Um, so moving on. Uh, so we already know that Sony is uh, skipping E3 this year to, in favor to do uh, what we're assuming is going to be their next PSX. Um, and they are not coming to E3, period. Uh, so EA recently got out and announced that they are also skipping the E3 presser. They did clarify later that they will have gameplay streams instead of an uh, instead with uh, what they call you know their EA Play, which they've had the last two years. It's just normally they put they like stick a presser in the middle of it. So they're gonna do what they're basically saying is they're gonna have like a they literally almost call it like a 24-hour stream of like them having people on site, streamers playing their games, different people commenting on the games, things like that but they're not doing any sort of formal press conference. So with that said, that now makes Sony and EA um, as the two that are on the outs. Uh, we still haven't heard from Bethesda, uh, Ubisoft, or Square Enix. We know Microsoft is going, but uh, and we know Nintendo is going to do a um, direct. Uh, but what do you guys think about this? I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming Ubisoft and Square Enix is still coming, and Bethesda, and I, you know, who knows if they will. But what do you guys think about another major company dropping out of E3? I get that EA is a big company, but I mean, let's face it, they're going to show some sort of battlefield footage to do with the new bloody roadmap that they've got that they've messed up for the get-go. They're maybe <laughs> going to show something to do with Anthem, and then it's going to be FIFA, Madden, new Ultimate Team, new ways to take money out of our pockets and give us sweet FA in return. I can't say that I'm heartbroken that EA aren't going to be at E3. If anything, it means well, it's one less company and Microsoft can blow everybody out of the water more. I mean, does it really matter, though? Like, in terms of a, a developer, they could just launch something on YouTube or Twitch or Mixer and it'd be the same effect. Um, yeah, I would say it matters less and less nowadays, And but I would say it makes even more sense for EA because they had not been successful in, I want to say, the past three or four years at performing a decent press conference honestly well, don't they usually get like terrible celebrities to play their games sometimes yeah yeah oh yeah. they have uh, you know like so last the focus year isn't on games for them it's like yeah on getting these pro- professional athletes or celebrities and i don't know i i think it's a way bigger deal that sony isn't there than ea 100 percent agree yeah, yeah. Definitely. especially yeah, if microsoft is going to be like launching their like supposed like next gen like if that's where they're going to be like showing it off for the first time and sony's not doing that i think that's a crazy miss for them i yeah because everybody thought sony was going to get out in front of the console like announcement and then i think microsoft was kind of like not only did they sidestep them but the fact that they're also going to be at e3 and they're going to announce that at e3 that kind of is like a they kind of did play them a little bit there i mean you know i mean you know they'll still have their time uh, to announce their stuff but it, the other thing i'm thinking about too is that with sony backing out ea not there you know and whether or not microsoft continues to be at e3 the fact that they are this year that's so many third party developers that have nowhere else to go but microsoft's conference to show their games you know like if they want it done true. at well, E3. True. Yeah, good point, yeah. And and which maybe some of them are just like, well, we've already announced it or we're going to announce it later, but hey, there's this many millions of eyeballs on this. We might as well put it on the Microsoft press conference, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if like Bethesda's there, too, because other than the new Doom game, I'm not sure what else they would show. If I was show. Bethesda, I'd be taking a year off <laughs> and maybe... 
What are you back. saying, Risky? You saying uh, I'm calling the, hi- the hype for? <laughs> Go ahead, yes, whatever you're about to say about Fallout 76 being terrible is 100 <laughs> percent what I was going to say. Ignore Fallout 76, right? Because I can guarantee you, all the haters that was forced Fallout 76, who sleeted it to high hell, would automatically jump on board if they turned around and said Fallout 3 remastered. Give me your money. I, now, with that said, I think something like that is much more likely if they do have a press conference. I think, you know, because Rage 2 will already be out by then, so that's not going to be an announcement. Nope. Um, and we'll see more to do with the new Elder Scrolls game. Well, will that's we, though? That's still so far away. Yeah, I, see, I, think, see I, I think it's still five or six years out, maybe. Don't mention even, you something. Because what they'll do, obviously, if, if Xbox is going to start announcing their new... Um, if Xbox start announcing their next-gen consoles and the next Elder Scrolls is rated to be on the next-gen consoles, then it makes sense that once Xbox has announced their next-gen consoles, they show a little bit more of the next Elder Scrolls that's going to be on that Xbox. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a maybe. I, I, I think they could fall into the Sony trap of, like, now that they've... I, I still don't get the strategy last year that they showed the title card for that star whatever game and then also the new Elder Scrolls because it was literally title cards. And I'm like, so if you guys continue to show this game every year, you're basically pulling a Sony and like showing a game at E3 for like five years in a row, you know, kind of thing. And I don't know if that benefits you either at that point. But Mm. I I don't know. I mean, like, you know, we'll see what their strategy is. Like that they do have the new Doom game coming out and that, you know, looks awesome. and, And they might have something else up their sleeve, like you said, like a remaster or even another unannounced game. I... I don't know though. With with Rage Two coming out so close before that, I can't imagine they've got another big AAA that they've kept secret. But you never know, I guess. Um, I think Ubisoft probably definitely makes it this year, and then Square Enix, who knows? But you I know, know we'll not, see. I know it's not the most exciting of news, but do you think um, either Xbox or Bethesda announce Fallout seventy six Game Pass? I think that is definitely a possibility. More so, it's a good place for it to be. I think that that gets it into the hands of more people. They they obviously sell microtransactions in that game. I, I, I personally don't feel like they're obtrusive or anything, but that is a way to get a game in front of a lot of people and have them with the ability to buy stuff. The thing is, I don't know if any of you have seen it. I still take quite a bit of interest in Fallout 76, but have you seen the roadmap that they've put out for it? I actually have not. I have to admit, I've kind of... Uh, with the new games coming out and stuff, I kind of lost track of it a little bit, so I, I have not actually. They did release a, a roadmap. It's almost going to be like a, I think this is for the like the upcoming next eighteen months, um, but they are adding so much more into it. Um, obviously, there's still not going to be a lot of NPCs, but they are adding a lot more quests, a lot more weapons, a lot more base expansion. So they are they are building on it massively. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if it's going to be enough to bring people back around. I almost see it being like a, what game was it that came out really poorly and then really started to pick up later on. Not not maybe as severely as The Division. I know The Division was still a good game when it launched, but tailed off pretty quickly. Mm. Um, I don't know if they're almost going to try and bring it back like that. I think putting it in Game Pass might be something that it could get a second wind with. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a, a definite possibility and and, you know, Xbox are going to save some big uh, Game Pass announcements for E3. They always do. Or, well, yeah. I say always, but they did last year, clearly. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what um, what happens. And, you know, I'm I'm not a 76 defender by any means, but I liked 76 a lot. 
Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things where I, I like a lot of games. There's always so many you can play in your given time, but but I I, I like seventy six for what it's worth. But um. I mean, I, I liked it, but it does have massive massive flaws. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we'll see. Uh, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, uh, uh, especially with all the rumors about what Microsoft might be throwing out there uh, when it rolls around. So we'll see what happens. Um, moving on. Uh, so we know that Google is making their streaming service. Uh, I know me, Risky, and Ladonian all tested it out with the Chrome uh, streaming. Um, Recently, they had a patent uh, file. Well, the patent wasn't filed recently, but I guess it got surfaced of what their controller might look like. And uh, riskier, Ladonian, or chaotic, anybody want to jump in here? How, on a scale of zero to ten, <laughs> how ergonomical would you say this thing looks? Ten to fifty. I'd say the original PlayStation 1 looks very ergonomical compared to this. <laughs> yeah. I do like the uh, Twitter, a uh, random Twitter user that had the joke of uh, Sony being like, and uh, we would like to uh, congratulate ourselves on having the worst controller ever with the PS3, hold and then Google beer. says, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is that really, like, that really bothers me is the PS fanboys, and they can defend themselves to the high hill, Um that say, oh, yeah, great design with the PS4 controller with the touch bar and everything. But you, you look at the games companies that make controllers for a living, like the Razer controller that's got the PlayStation and Xbox variant. Mm. It's set out the exact same way as the Xbox controller yeah, with the, yeah. the left thumbstick higher up. Um, Scuff, who do their professionals' controllers, thumbstick up in the top left corner. Take a hint, guys. I mean, I I think Nintendo basically when they made the Pro controller, they were like they took us three, they took an Xbox One controller and just printed Nintendo on it literally, and probably exactly. got sued. Like they, they called it, up Phil and were like, "Hey <laughs> Phil, can you send us a controller?" Hey, do you mind if we literally copy this? Okay, cool, thanks. You know, I didn't talk about this earlier, but in Final Fantasy IX, there's certain parts where you have to, it's like quick time events, and you have to hit these buttons at the right times the amount of times that it said like a b x or y and i was hitting where they are on the xbox versus oh, oh my god <laughs> Look, just just give me like an up down left right because i can't handle my brain is like b can you, can b, you b, let's let's end the argument here on the nintendo controller everybody should know that b is stands for back and it yes. should be on the far right and that should solve it regardless of where you think x y and a should go b should be back I, yeah, I, I just had to get that out there. <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, but, I mean, back to this, though. I mean, I, I, I would be the first to say that, like, I don't particularly like symmetrical sticks, but I think the PS4 controller is a actually very good controller and is about, in my opinion, probably the best way you could do symmetrical sticks. I think they could probably lose the touchpad, but other than do that, I actually... Do games utilize the touchpad? Probably a lot of not, them do, right? but they're in, like, it, it's a stupid, like, gimmicky it, thing. Yeah, it, it's nothing... Like it's nothing like profound in any way. Is, yeah. Is it only on PlayStation like exclusive games? Usually, that they yeah. Do it? Usually, yeah. it'll be like turn the page in your diary by swiping left or like stupid it's stuff like that. Yeah, it's typically uh, usually just a big start button, honestly, because it's clickable. The one thing I like that it does is the little speaker that it has. I think is really cool. Yeah, that like, actually is a nice touch. If you're playing the first time, I noticed it and thought it was substantial was when I was playing MLB The Show. 
And, like, you'll hear your teammates through that. They'll be like, come on, kid, throw it in there, or, like, something like that. <laughs> but that audio comes through the controller. I just thought that was so cool. And I think on Hellblade, they have voices come through it and stuff. So, like, oh, there's a, there's definitely, like, certain games that, like, take advantage of uh, that. But, like... The Last of Us, when you turn your flashlight on, it clicks. Yes. Like, the flashlight clicking yeah. noise comes I from the about controller. That. Which feels I, so good, having that I, in your hand and having it click like a flashlight. I remember the first time I noticed that, and I literally held the controller close to my ear. I'm like, is that coming out of my controller? <laughs> yep. <laughs> is this thing but, broken? Uh, <laughs> did I break it? Great. <laughs> I've had this for two days. Awesome. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so I actually, you know, for what it's worth, like the PS4 controller, I personally feel like offset sticks naturally feel better. Agreed. Um, and it's interesting that Google, now again, this is not finalized by no means. This patent actually came out two years ago, but the, it's worth noting that they've not filed anything else about the controller since then. So if they're launching this fairly soon, this might end up being what it looks like. So for what it's worth, this is all we've got to go on. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting they w- went with symmetrical sticks, but like more so than even that, the hand, like the where you place your hands and stuff, just doesn't look ergonomically like well designed. I-, I could be wrong, but yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, we'll see soon enough. Uh, I I I know me and Risky was talking in Discord. Uh, I don't see this. You know, if this is on Windows 10 streaming, I don't know why you couldn't just plug in an Xbox controller and use that as well. So this is probably not something I would buy, even if I do play uh, or use Google streaming. So. Um, anyways, moving on, um, there is a new Xbox One console coming out, guys. Uh, so you know your Xbox One S, the, the white console? Yeah. Yes, mine's blue, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, (laughs) so imagine that, and now put your hand over the disk drive. (gasps) And now you've got the Xbox One S, all digital edition, magic, done. There you go. It's got to be smaller than that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, with that. Well, you say that, but then, like, the computer, like, builder in me was thinking, like, and maybe Ladonian, you can kind of help me out here. Like, they would have to make the motherboard smaller, correct? Which I guess they could. I mean, I guess they could just well, get a smaller about, motherboard. Well, think about, like, an iPad mini. Like, isn't that a whole computer in a, like, yeah. well, hard drive size? Yeah. and I mean, if you look at di- modern-day disk drives, they're not that thick. They're maybe as thick as your phone, just, like, deep. So yeah. you're not really saving that much space. space. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, actually, honestly. Yeah, it, it might be somewhat smaller, but I don't know if it'll be, like, dramatically smaller. And I don't know if you guys have ever watched a breakdown or a teardown of an Xbox. I bet it's you Doc like, has. It's I, yes. so, like... <laughs> Everything is has its place and it's like perfectly placed. So I'm sure if they could like slim it down more, they will, just sure because be. that's the way they they do stuff. But but surely uh, it will be considerably smaller because it won't have like the disk drive in it, so it, well, it doesn't need to have. But like Ladonian's saying though, when you actually open one up, what you, what people forget about is that you have a motherboard and die, which sets basically the width of the console, no matter what. That is your width. Yeah. And then you basically put stuff on that. So, you know, because you have to think you've got the hard drive, you've got the battery, you've got the uh, uh, system on chip, and then you've got the disk drive. And, and you know, the fan. And the fan. And, like, and if you took out maybe two of those things, you could drastically make it smaller, but just taking out one of those, like, if you're thinking of, like, a Tetris-like game aspect, I don't know if it actually, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it getting drastically smaller. Other than maybe thinner. Maybe it could get thinner, maybe, but... Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I hope it gets smaller. That'd be awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but I think 
like technology hasn't gone far enough in a three year period for them to to make it that much smaller because what yeah. they only came out like two or three years ago or yeah i think three years ago yeah or? i think so yeah three years ago i mean my um, one concern with an all digital edition was the the prices obviously a game on the xbox store does tend to be a wee bit more expensive than a digital co- a physical copy in sort of some sort of place that sells games digital uh, physically yeah but with, with places like unintentional plug um cd keys for example like i've just double checked um the closest game store to me is, is a store called game um, and they're selling the physical standard copy of the division for 52.99 um, on the xbox store it's 59.99 cd keys is selling it just now for 46 pound so it's still the digital version of it but for 46 pound so as long as there's places like cd keys Digital's it's one it's cheaper by the looks of it and two so much more convenient just to have it on your console instead of a disc well not only that but like i I think everything's kind of moving that way anyways and i think since we've moved more into the digital future anyways that's why we have stuff like cd keys now and things like that so do you see microsoft adjusting their prices on the store no that's the thing so i would say no and then i would also put this in as well um so another part of this story that has been rumored, this is less confirmed, but, well, I don't know if I want to say less confirmed. It, it seems to be substantial enough that it is, seems like it is likely to happen, but they are including a disc-to-digital program that they are planning on starting up, and from what I gather, it sounds like they will have kiosk. Uh, I don't know if this will be at, like, Microsoft stores or wherever, but um, you will basically put in a disc and get a digital code for that disc. Oh, nice. Now, my the way my brain works and how I want to get a deal with everything I do in life or, you just know, just go buy a bunch of pre-owned games. Yeah, exactly. What, what would stop you from doing that? I would say nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just go to one yeah. game store, do the pre-order or do the yeah. pre-owned games, take it to the kiosk saying, I got this. I want to trade them yeah. you for it. And that'd be you good. Yeah. So, I mean, if that happens too, that's another workaround. And, and honestly, I don't think Microsoft cares because, you're getting in their ecosystem at the end of the day. That's what they want more than anything. And they're like, if somebody's going to go to the trouble to do this, more power to you, probably. Nice. Um, so, yeah, anyways. Uh, so that was the second part of that story. But anyways, that is set to be uh, – pre-orders are set to go up in April. This is – again, this is all from Windows Central and a few other sources. Pre-orders are expected to go live in April, and it releases in May. Again, this is all before E3. Um, moving on. Uh, you guys big fans of – or. Uh, Big fans, I would, I will say. Uh, are you, were you guys big fans of Blockbuster? Yeah, definitely. Still, still wish we could use them every day of my life. <laughs> what about you, uh, Ladonian Risky? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. Not for yeah. I, I, I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, we know why they they went away. Netflix gave us better value, and you know. My my uh, wife's best friend still goes to the family video in their town. Wow! Wow! And rents movies. Does he wow. know about Redbox? She does, but or she? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or or renting my through Amazon. It's super ironic that they had a Redbox in front of that store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't get it, but like I don't know. In small towns, maybe. I always wonder with people like that, do they do they not know any better, or is it like a, <laughs> I think it might I be need like to keep they're just in a bubble feel, maybe. I don't know, but 
I'm totally like I'm done even going to Redbox. I rented a video on Google yesterday and just streamed it to my TV without leaving my couch. And if you're into that, there's a whole number of ways you can get all sorts of content whenever you want it and throw it up to your TV. Yeah, Chromecast I, being great for said thing. Totally. Yeah. And where this was going, as far as like the blockbuster goes, um, they they're not dead completely. Uh, there is one remaining on planet Earth, and that one is located in Bend, Oregon. And it, from the article I've read on Polygon, they do not plan to close anytime soon. So Bend, everybody... Bend Oregon, guys, my favorite town in America. FYI, uh, <laughs> barely knew her. What? Uh, anyways, uh... it's uh, got Deschutes Brewery. It's got mountains, waterfalls. It's great. Great outdoor place. It and seems a like a total hipster place, so there's probably, <laughs> like, this makes so much sense. Hipsters. <laughs> They're all in Portland there. This is more like hippies. Uh, I mean, whatever. The whole state <laughs> is full of all of them. Um, Have you ever been? No. Do I need to? Judging. Have you ever been to Bend? <laughs> I've never been to Bend. It's amazing. Go. Do yourself a favor. Go. So I can go to Blockbuster or so I can go to Starbucks? No, Deschutes Brewery. Oh, okay. Oh, and Blockbuster, too. You want a photo op of the last one on Earth. so True. Selfie with Blockbuster. Yeah. Actually, rent a video and never return it. And just have Sell that on eBay for like 10 years later for like a million dollars. At this point, might as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, pour one out for Blockbuster. Uh, last story here. Um, wow, I did not see this get added until after the fact. Uh, Congrats. <laughs> And it's getting updated as we speak. Um, <laughs> Doc, this shouldn't even be a story that you actually need to read anything from. All we wanted to say was that chaotic congratulations on your engagement. Congratulations, Jesus, Doc, buddy. That wasn't Woo! tough. I you know what, Risky? I was about to say a Pokemon was getting engaged, so you tell me if it was tough. Oh, that's I'm, my fault. I'm glad you to see that, a... that you don't have commitment issues there, Chaotic, unlike somebody else in this podcast. Whoa, whoa, Somebody's got to hold whoa. down the commitment phobe spot in this podcast. This is getting way too real. She doesn't listen to the podcast. We're uh, but yeah, uh, for real, congrats, dude. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. Cheers. I mean, really thank Ladonian for adding that in there because I would have said something at the top of the show if I had remembered. But uh, Same here. I can't kinda... remember what I ate for breakfast. So same. That. Same. I'm a man hey. of the people. Yep. Uh, last thing on the show, new games for the week and more. Would either one of our guests like to take this? I don't care who does it. Chaotic, you're not muted, so it's on you. All you, buddy. <laughs> um, so Game Pass games fly through quick. Just Cause 4. Fallout 4's made a return back to the Game Pass. Um, Lego Batman 2. And I think Formula 1 2018. Is that coming out in the 16th of March? That's a later release. Same I with think Batman, it and Fallout it? 4 are both the 16th, yeah. I, I didn't put that ones, in there, yeah. but I think they staggered them a little bit, yeah. And uh, yeah. we should note that the day this goes up, uh, they are expected to make more Game Pass announcements on uh, inside Xbox. So be on the nice. lookout for that, too. Wasn't um, Fallout 4 already on there? It was, yeah, yes. And it came back in, so... I don't I mean, know, how does that happen? Like, yeah. that, that's weird. I, just leave it in. Making, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess they do, like, month contracts or something, probably. I don't know. Or it's preempting something for E3, just saying. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, Xbox 360 back in pat, so you've now got Crackdown 2, as well as Crackdown 1 and 3. 
um, coming to, or well, back in back at least, and then Games Pass obviously has three in it. Um, new games coming out this month as well, so we've got Division 2, which I think is a big one for everybody, or Woo! Stardew Valley for those farming people on their phones, um, <laughs> and yep. One Piece World Seeker. One Piece, that's the animes, right? Correct, yes, that's the, the pirate anime. one. Is that a good one, Chaotic? Um, I've not watched as much of that one as I have other ones, um, but it's one of the more popular ones, yeah. Okay, cool. You'll find out how good it is when you start watching it for your Patreon. Hey, if we get there someday, maybe we'll watch some <laughs> One Piece. One Piece. Can't one, wait to one hear. One Piece of what? Is that what Can't. we're trying to figure out through all these seasons? I mean, one, given what I know about anime, uh, I would argue that it's probably one piece of clothing. Um, but <laughs> that's just given my limited knowledge of anime. So sorry, ever all the anime lovers out there. That's fair. All right, let's plug this show up first and foremost. You can head on over to CrossAtlanticGaming.com to get all the links to the everything's, including <laughs> including Such our such a wordsmith. Yeah, you know, I, I wish I could just be like, <laughs> go to crossatlanticgaming.com. That's where everything lives. And that's it. Bye. Um, but you can also join us in Discord. That's the most important place to be and where all the fun stuff happens every day. Links for the Discord are in the show notes. If you'd like to support us with your hard-earned money, you can head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. Congrats to Arrow Ben for winning this month's giveaway. Um, if you'd like to get in on that, head on over there uh, and check that out. And like I said earlier, or maybe I didn't mention it earlier, we are going to be making some changes to the Patreon coming up uh, in the next couple weeks here. And we'll reach out to everybody about that. So keep your eyes peeled to that. Oh, gosh. Wait, real, real quick, Risky. Do we, are the changes, do we have to be nice to them? Or... <laughs> Uh, that... we're, di- we're discussing that. Okay, okay. It's, so it's not final. Okay, good. No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, on Twitter and Instagram, we are at CAG Podcast. And if you need to reach out to us via email for any reason, we are at C... C- no, not at CAG Podcast, at Gmail. There's a lot of ats. CAG Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, also, remember to like, subscribe, and rate us, especially on iTunes, Um all the positive feedback we get through iTunes just helps to kind of surface us and the show, um, get more eyes, get more awesome people in the community like you. Um, also check out our mixer and Twitch channels. Those are both at cross Atlantic gaming. Um, we stream Mondays and Tuesdays. So check people out there. These two wonderful people on the show are both part of the stream team. So you can watch them stream on, Different days of the week or something. Yeah, Morrowind, yay. And Doc he wasn't, he wasn't talking about you, Doc. Yay. <laughs> you don't have to watch that. Yay. I feel like if I'm going to watch a streamer, he needs to be, he needs to enjoy what he's playing. So. <laughs> <laughs> These are all fair points. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to get in touch with me, I'm at Risky the Kid everywhere. Doc, how about you? Doc, H1X1 everywhere. Ladonian? Ladonian everywhere. And chaotic. Chaotic UI everywhere. Woohoo, we did it. Woo! Another podcast. Four awesome. seconds. Is, uh, 
Sorry about the we hour lose. and five minute podcast. I'm gonna have See, to. If you hadn't been nice to one of your patrons and wished them a congratulations, you'd have actually <laughs> got it under the one hour. Yeah, why are we congratulating? Yeah, that's like, what we should have been like, hey, that sucks. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> game over. <laughs> game over. <laughs> no, game over is uh, where I'm in. Yeah, same here. Yeah, that, that we're in the current, uh, we're in the loading screen of Game Over. So, the credits. And if no, Anthem we're... has taught me anything about loading screens, it doesn't seem that enjoyable. <laughs> Anyways, thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode of Cross Atlantic Gaming. We'll catch you guys next week for an all new episode. Goodbye. See ya. See you Shout guys. out to Bend, Oregon. You guys are awesome. a great town you guys should go visit <laughs> i'm serious when i say it's my favorite city in america i just like that during that segment you were trying to be like yeah this place is awesome and doc was like bend there's a joke here <laughs> and, uh, we have I to mold this her. to work <laughs> nope just ignored it <laughs> yes you should all right who brought the dad jokes this week yeah all we right, got two I got a f- soon to be dads well, not yeah soon. i got a few here all right so why did the bank robber take a bath after the heist? <laughs> well, I don't no. know. He wanted to make a clean getaway. Oh, God. Oh. I actually had something to do with dirty money there or something. Uh, <laughs> all right, next one. Why did the boy bring a ladder to chorus? <laughs> to reach the high note? He wanted to sing higher, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, nice one. All right. I'm smart. Did you hear about the houses that fell in love? It was no. a long distance relationship. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that might be the best one so far. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. All righty. And that's all she wrote for that. <laughs>